what up Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only Athletics Director Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show and as always it is hosted by the 562.org which is myself JJ Fiddler and to my right. I'm Mike Gardabasio trying to figure out how to spell euclea room as I have been for the last several years. Great word for Scrabble by the way. <laughs> That's a big word, word score right? That's big time. We, uh, we've been doing this show since the spring. Uh, happy that uh, Andy Fee and the rest of the university and athletic department decided to have us back. Uh, Andy welcome back to the show. Excited to be here fellas. Welcome back to your show. Thank you for having us. What you uh, been up to the last two weeks? Getting ready for uh, the first day of classes, which uh, which is today here, and so parking on this campus uh, <laughs> required some serious navigating this morning. It's like, it's like somebody threw a rock into the beehive. Aren't you always just so happy when someone else brings up parking first? And it's like, okay, cool, I can get my park, I can get my parking jokes off without having to be the guy who brings up parking. When you're a, when you're a kid and you hear old people talk about the weather, you're like, when I grow up, I'll never talk about the weather. That's what people think about at Long Beach State, but you always end up talking about the parking. Uh, JJ and I were here. We were part of the reason why the surrounding neighborhoods has like pushed that one hour parking like further and further out without question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now like I was actually I, I rode my bike here from my house. I was looking. I was like, wow, these kids really have to get some. If you're like on upper campus, you got to really get some steps in at this point. Mike, to there are for there are electric scooters available at this point. <laughs> it's a brave new world. It, it's kind of like an arms race between the people who don't want to pay for parking. Andy, have you tried an electric scooter yet? <laughs> I have not. I have not. Although I will say this, I'm going to be I'm going to be the Debbie Downer right now. Uh, the campus is actually a dismount zone for uh, the scooters. I'm so. going to be honest with you. See, I've only been on PSA. campus for 10 minutes today, and that has not been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few myself. In fact, on my way over here, I saw someone zoom right by me. Yeah, so. Okay, attention. Walk your bike. Walk your scooters. Yeah, I yeah. don't think anyone's more annoyed about the electric scooters than the campus police, I would guess. I saw one parked right in front of the pyramid, right where there's that big ramp to take the sidewalk around it. And he was cle- he's clearly not there to make sure people don't drive their car onto the grass. Right. <laughs> well, this is a perfect time, early in the year, first day of school, yeah. to kind of play all the hits. You know, we've been talking about a lot of issues again and again and again in the 10 years that Mike and I have covered sports here in Long Beach. And we kind of have to hit on them every couple years. And, and I think this is a good opportunity. Obviously, the new logo here at Long Beach State has been a big topic of discussion for the last few years when the first wave, haha, pun intended, of replacing 49er with the beach, and now the brand new beach logo is something you guys have been working on for a while. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm entering year two of uh, my tenure here, and, uh, you know, we've been working on this logo for about two years now, so it's been a uh, an exciting process and something I've talked and we've talked about before about uh, what we want to embody as a, an athletic department with our teams to have a very gritty, aggressive look to to who we are. Um, you know, we've we've taken the the palm trees off the court, and I know a lot of people traditionally have loved it. Um, but you know, what what really signifies and what's the landmark, uh, you know, from my perspective is the pyramid. That that's really what we're known for. Um, to be honest, palm trees could be San Diego State, UC Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, uh, heck, Fullerton stole, you know, the palm trees from us. That's the truth. And, uh, you know, so we want to differentiate ourselves from all of those. And, and there's only three pyramids in the United States. 
uh, here, Vegas, and, and Memphis. Men in Memphis. So I, know, I knew all the three The pyramids. mighty Memphis. Did you know those? Yes. <laughs> I've actually driven by all three of them now. I believe the one in Memphis now hosts like the largest fishing show in America, now that obviously the professional sports teams have moved elsewhere. Andy, Did the Grizz uh, don't play there? No, they, I believe they have a new arena. They yeah. need to fix that. Go back to the mid. Um, yeah, so this is so you might have the only pyramid that hosts sporting events still. I believe so. Uh, so there you go. Um, so, you know, he, one thing uh, that I thought people might be interested in hearing about is when JJ and I started the 562.org, the logo process went something like writing an email to our friend Brian, who's a great designer, uh, who works with us at the 562.org, and going, hey, Brian, can you come up with a logo? And then that afternoon he sent us a logo, and we were like, Hey, that looks good. <laughs> uh, I'm imagining it was probably a slightly more complex process for the university. Uh, give us some insight into uh, the, I'm sure, sometimes frustrating process of, uh, of putting that together. Yeah, so, so like I said, uh, two years ago or so, uh, that process began, and uh, the university has a, a campus marketing unit, Andy Hong, uh, who heads that unit is is a dynamic person and really uh, it's been a great pleasure to work with him and uh, you know the process included reaching out uh, to over a hundred thousand people with uh, with surveys email surveys to get perspective of of what does uh, being here at the beach and body and then taking what what those words and and thoughts and putting them into a logo so you know, this wasn't just a, a knee-jerk, let's just throw something up on the video board uh, here for the first day of school. Um, this has been uh, a very intensive uh, process that, that, you know, everybody's had a, a chance to, to have their voice heard. Well, I don't, and you know, certainly you don't want to get too, uh, too into the, or at least I don't want to get too into the symbolism of, you know, all these different things. But I will say, as much as people, uh, I did hear some people who were bummed out about the palm trees going, I kind of like... It's something you and I have talked about a lot since you got hired, the efforts that you're making to be the university for the whole city, as opposed to when I was growing up in Long Beach, the joke was always people would call it East Long Beach State, because really, it, that's what it was about. Like, it was about Belmont Shore and East Long Beach. Those were the fans that the university reached out to. Those were the only people you saw here. And I think even just in the last couple of years, you know, like Dan Munson obviously built his first big class in part around a Long Beach Jordan kid from North Long Beach. Um, I just think it's cool to see maybe moving a little bit more towards the identity as like Long Beach's university rather than just, yeah, hey, there's a beach and, you know, like we've got all these nice houses on the shore. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's what I love about our, our, you know, I keep talking about the pyramid here, but the new court design at Center Court, we have the LB. And obviously that signifies Long Beach and not just Long Beach State, but the city of Long Beach. Uh, you know, we're rolling out um, new uniforms for, for all of our sports, and we're going to kind of throw some new twists, and I'm going to tease it a little bit, but we're going to have some, some exciting, interesting new uniforms that I think address exactly that, that, that look to our city here, and that's what we want to be a part of. And like I said, palm trees could be anywhere in Southern California, and we're, we're in a beautiful area that has palm trees and special, but... Um, what what I keep going back to is what is what does the city of Long Beach um, have a feel to me and that's a a blue collar gritty um, get in your face gonna wow, outwork you and and that's what I want us to be known for is that you know I don't want our student athletes coming here to hang out and sit on the beach all day long and that's I mean that's not what we're about here in the athletic department we're about uh, competitive excellence in the classroom and on the field of competition.
from a student's perspective, let's say a student who's been on campus a few times, they've seen so much change and so much turnover from not only your job, but also the way that the university looks and the way the university refers to itself and the names and such. Even literally the name of the university. Literally the name. We were writing last year about how we think it should be Long Beach State 49ers and that should be it. Obviously, you've got a column this week in the Daily 49er that's talking about the same thing. So speaking directly to the students who might see multiple versions of the same name on campus right now, at what point, what is the campus going to look like when all of this is done? You know, that's a, that's a great question. And I think one thing that, that consistently is, is shared, and I was at convocation, um, and um, the faculty senate chair spoke about it, is we do have, you know, it's perspective a lot of times. So here's how I'd answer that question. I think one of the great things is that we have unique names. I mean, most places it's literally, you know, the UCLA Bruins, right? That's, that's what they are. We have the dirt bags. Dirt bags, that's not going to go away. As long as, long as I'm here and, and President Conley and, and others, we're, ne- we're not going to change that. So, you know, if you had to unify it, you know, what are we going to say? Goodbye to the dirt bags? So I, I kind of embrace the fact that we have a unique five names. You know, I mean, I... I the, the longer that I've been here, I, I don't actually see the harm. I think, um, you know, yeah, you can you can say, well, we need one, and and certainly having one uh, does make it easy. But there is something unique to having a different brand with different names and a different look. Um, so you know, I guess I just put a little twist on it with kind of that you know, positive mindset is saying, hey, that's what makes us unique. You, now you're kind of getting me excited. Like maybe JJ and I should come up with individualized names for every team. Love it. <laughs> Maybe we should go completely. I've already got a few direction. in the hopper. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So that's. Should we just go for the full <laughs> Holy Trinity? We talked yes. parking. We've talked branding. The other issue that obviously always comes up. It's come up for you and I, I. I'm always surprised when it comes up, just because you and I have written about it so much. But football, Long Beach State, a match made in heaven or completely impossible, Andy. Well, our football team is three and one right now. Uh, big win last <laughs> night. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. You guys <laughs> talking about American football? Um, yeah, you know, I, I've I've had that question, and and as you said, it it it, it comes up, and especially this time of the year with with college. You find yourself and, giving the same answer that you gave 12 months ago, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, the reality is, um, it, it's it's not an institutional fit right now. Um, you know, the cost. Uh, to bring football back um, would be extraordinary. Um, you know, to to just give you an idea of what it would take, it would probably just on an annual spend, we would need an additional ten million dollars a year, which would be covering the cost of football, and then we'd have some Title IX expenditures I was as about well. To say, you'd have to spend a more or less equivalent amount of money on on new women's sports, most likely, unless you were to really soup up the <laughs> women's basketball travel budget. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd have that. And then, you know, there's the issue of where do you play? And, you know, I know that there's different venues around, but I think, you know, if you look at certain schools that play off campus, attendance is a huge issue. And I know back in the day, I mean, I grew up in southern Orange County, and I know Long Beach played – um, at Anaheim stadiums, uh, obviously the Rams played there as well on Sundays, but you know, where would we play? I mean, to build a facility, even less, if we had space on campus to build a facility, you'd be talking 50 to a hundred million dollars just to build very easily for a, for like a cookie cutter, a cookie cutter, nothing facility. special. Yeah. So, 
again, it's not to, to be super negative about this, but there is a reality that, you know, as I said earlier, you know, we want to compete for championships and, and, and excellence. And, you know, football, I think you see certain schools adding it. You have to go all in. I mean, you better have a budget that is second to none because you have to play catch up to everybody. So essentially the answer is what JJ and I have always told everyone, which is if someone walked up to you and said, hey, I really want to bankroll the whole athletic department. I've got a $100 million donation for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd certainly be talking football. and sitting down. And, you know, that that that, that kind of uh, Bill Gates or, or Phil right. Knight money is a different world. But, it, but if you look at a lot of, like, mid-major programs, like, that is kind of what it takes to underwrite a program like that. I, I, I JJ and I have essentially written the same article about this since we were students. I think it was the first article JJ wrote when we were working at the Union Weekly, but um, I was really surprised. The, t- the new take I got on it uh, when I was writing my book about football in the city a few years ago is, you know, it's an easy thing to bring up recreationally, but like the year prior to George Allen being hired, the attendance at the football games was like abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they played at Veterans Memorial Stadium, uh, which is on the LBCC campus. And I mean, you're talking about like JJ and I probably both covered high school games on Friday night that had significantly more than were than were the number of students that were actually attending those games. So it feels to me just more like something people kind of like to gripe about every year, I guess. Yeah, well, it, there's, a, there's a romantic notion to the legacy of football, right? And, um, you know, there is a great legacy of football here. Sometimes as time passes, it's, it's, you, you reflect upon the, the fun of it versus the reality of it. And, you know, again, if, 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 if we went all in, I mean, that's, that's a different story and, and an extraordinary cost. And, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not really interested in bringing any program here that they can't compete, um, you know, for, for a championship at, at, at whatever level it is. So, um, you know, unless, uh, unless that angel lands here and, <laughs> and says they're, they're writing a, a, a ginormous check um you know the reality is we're going to continue forward with the 19 sports we have with a very broad and successful uh tradition i mean you know the great thing is we have you know men's volleyball who who just won a national championship wearing the new logo i might add as well, <laughs> setting a trend the and, new logo is one and oh on in national championships i mean you know point. what what better what better piece to to roll out with but uh you know, we're very excited with, with what our programs are doing right now. But, you know, as we said, this time of year, I, I, I certainly understand the question. Well, we'll circle back around on this when the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers inevitably move to the, <laughs> to the privately funded stadium that's going to be built on the, uh, on the Portland just behind the Queen Mary, which will obviously <laughs> offer you guys a perfect place to play. We'll, so, so we'll come back to it. Don't worry, Andy. I love it. Okay, before we bring on our special guest, Joy McKenzie Fuhrbringer of the Women's Volleyball Program, uh, we just wanted to remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and all the coverage we'll be providing this year. We're talking about videos, articles, that's previews and recaps, feature stories about student-athletes, photo galleries, live Twitter updates, everything you could want out of a local sports website is at the 562.org, and we need your support. Please go and visit and click subscribe to help support local sports coverage. We are now joined by our special guest, an All-American setter here at Long Beach State. She led her team to the 1993 National Championship in that season. Her over 1,400 assists still ranks seventh in the program history. With over 20 years of coaching experience at club and universities, this is her second year at Long Beach State women's volleyball coach, Joy McKenzie-Fearbringer. How are you doing, coach? Good, good. Thanks for having me. 
So uh, Tuesday night, you're opening up at home in the Pyramid at 7 p.m. against Seattle University. Do you have the, the opening night jitters? Are you sort of like ready to get in the Pyramid and, you know, see what it looks like for a, for a real nighttime match and everything? Uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm excited. I think that, you know, we had a good preseason. We had an exhibition match against USD. We got to play at home and uh, did a little black and gold match. And then we had a weekend, a preseason uh, tournament. Uh, so we got some, some games under our belt, but we're excited to be back home. If you're a, a 49er fan listening to this at home, uh, in addition to the Tuesday evening match against Seattle University, there will be a Wednesday night uh, exhibition against a, uh, a professional team from overseas. What's the philosophy behind that? Why, you know, why do you why do you guys like matches like that? What does that help you see about your team? Well, uh, for us, it's just getting a, a more games under our belt and more live play is going to benefit us. Uh, the Shanghai Pro Team is uh, a friend of mine uh, leads them through. Uh, does a little tour and so I think there'll be some other colleges playing them and uh, it just worked out with our schedule that we could host them and and uh, I think it'll be it's nice to see I think for the fans to see um, you know this Chinese pro team and Ari who's also from China is very excited I, I can imagine she's excited yeah she's very excited <laughs> I think we're gonna see pretty good play out of Ari that night <laughs> who are some of the other players that uh, local fans should be looking out for this week when they get a chance to see him for the first time well, uh, you know, I think the fans, uh, you know, we've got Kashana Williams, who's uh, big offensively for us. Uh, she's a big hitter and a lot of fun. Uh, she's out there. You, the fans will get to see her, and, and she's just having fun out there. So I think she's a kid to look for. Uh, Tyler Spriggs is our captain of our team, uh, which is, I think, an honor. Uh, she is a tr transfer, so she just came in. She's a natural leader. Um, she's also a, from, from L.A., so uh, Tyler will be out there. And, uh, of course, Haley Harward is, is some kid to, who's fun to watch, a little high flyer. Haley Harward is the first person I think that I had covered where I said that the libero was worth the price of admission. <laughs> and I know she's playing and she's hitting as well, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, she's so fun to watch. Um, you know, how, how much are you enjoying this team this year? Last year when we talked to you, it was, I don't maybe frustrated is not the right word, but you sort of knew that coming in late in the cycle, it was going to be sort of a, a year where you guys had to take your lumps a little bit. Now everyone's had a full year, you know, in, in the way that you guys are coaching, uh, you've got people who are back who are familiar with that stuff. How much more fun is it coaching this year when you're you're not answering all of the basic level questions, right. I guess? Well, it's been great. We've got uh, good leadership, and, and the kids that we had last year know, know what we're, we're looking for. Um, so um, it's nice to have that type of leadership. For We've got six new kids, so it's nice that they're out there leading the kids. It's easier for the other kids. And then our newcomers, we've just got a lot of good personalities and kids that are – you know, they're Long Beach kids. They're they're here for the right reasons, and and they're a great fit. So, you know, we're I'm gonna say probably ten steps ahead of where we were last year. <laughs> uh, we are interviewing you right now in the uh, volleyball offices here in the Walter Pyramid, and for my money, it's the coolest office I've ever seen. Uh, there's nowhere else in the country that has as much volleyball history just in these, you know, 25 feet of this hallway mm -hmm. that houses both you and the men's volleyball coaching staff. Uh, when you walk into this room, when you walk into this hallway, this wing, what is the first thing you think of? I mean, are you taken back? Is it like a, is it like a time machine? It, it is a time machine. Um, you know, I'm really proud of what they've put together here. That Our previous coaching staff, Brian, you know, our head coach, Brian Gimilero, really um, – 
you know, he put a lot of time and effort, and so did Alan Knipe with, you know, really recognizing the traditions and, and the teams and the players that have gone through this program. And it's nice to have it just up there on the wall. It brings back a lot of good memories. Those hairdos, though? That's that's the time machine. <laughs> I if you guys I have my this is my favorite. This is the I think that's the 89 team. So the 89 you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of bangs. A lot of bangs, a lot, a lot of, of perms. Style style has evolved slightly from the volleyball world hey, in the 90s. Give it a few years yes. though. Those hairdos will come back. They will be back. Fashion They're coming has back. Itself. They're coming back. The pompadour, I think. <laughs> so anytime we have a volleyball coach uh, on on the show, you know, we always we always ask if we were to make you the emperor of volleyball, the czar of volleyball. What would you do right now uh, to fix pro beach volleyball? How do you raise the King Arthur flag and get everyone back, kind of you know, on the same page and moving in the right direction? Well, uh, you know, I don't know a lot about what's going on currently with pro beach volleyball, but that I might think, be an advantage in this situation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I think that's yeah. probably the down you know, a result of what's going on is people aren't as interested, but I think, you know, we got to get sponsors and people excited about it. I think having it in high school and it's a college sport now, um, you know, I think we've got to just get more support out there. And I think we need one tour. I think we're, there's a couple tour operators fighting over what tour to play on or, you know, they're not agreeing on certain things. So we don't have our best players out there like Kerry Walsh and Casey Jennings and, um, you know, we need our best players from the U.S. all out there are supporting one tour. And so I hope that they can work it out. And I hope that there's sponsors and, you know, that, I think that's really the key is getting some big sponsors to, to promote that. And, you know, we'll, we'd have a good thing going, I think. I think that's that's something JJ and I talk about covering high school and college. It is this like really unique and weird situation for the sport where you mentioned it. High school is everywhere adding it. We have a number of high schools in our in our area it's now an official NCAA sport. Um, it's It's been at Long Beach State for a number of years, but it's now sort of officially you guys have now got it, its own head coach. And then you get to the end of the college experience, and it's just kind of like uh, someone poured water into the anthill, ah. <laughs> and it's a bunch of stuff <laughs> scattering around. So hopefully that can happen uh, in, in the future. That would obviously be better for everybody. Do you, just speaking specifically of younger players, players coming up right now, would your advice to them be to play both beach and indoor or concentrate on one or the other? Uh, for the younger players, I would encourage them to play both. I think that the beach game really helps with the indoor game. And I think there's, uh, you know, there's some, uh, what I like about the indoor game is that you're, you know, you have a team, not that you don't have it in the doubles, but it's more like a husband, wife, marriage, and <laughs> that sort of thing. A little tougher, but Partnership I think people like, team, the, yeah. yeah, people like that being part of a team. Um, and you know, the, the younger players, it just benefits them so much if they can do both. And if you go out there anywhere here on the beaches of California, every weekend and every day in the summertime, there's a beach tournament and it is filled with young players playing it. So they love it. And so I do hope, you know, I think it's one of the things for volleyball that we have a pro tour that's big. You know, we don't have it indoor. So, you know, if we can get the, the beach pro tour going it's great to watch these kids in college and then for the fans to follow them on the pro tour uh coming back inside the pyramid a little bit uh as you guys uh conference play obviously will be on us before we know it H how do you think the big west looks this year and and what are your expectations for how you guys can do well you know i think uh we're probably the team everyone's wondering about um, which i like uh, i like where we're seated 
coming in. Uh, I looked at some of the results. You know, it's early in the season. I don't know. Uh, we didn't have a great showing for the Big West coming in. But I do know that Cal Poly is very strong. I think Hawaii we don't know about because I think the tournament was canceled because of the hurricane. And uh, But those two teams are going to be really good, and, and we're going to see really good play out of UCI. So I think we've got four really strong teams, and Santa Barbara I think had a good weekend. Um, and they're healthy, and I think with, with who they have, with the Reddins kid, I think that we're going to have some good play out of them too. You guys are wearing a rut between Long Beach and Oregon, going back up to Oregon for another tournament this week. You were in Oregon for a tournament last week. Uh, what did you learn in Portland with those three games about your team? Well, you know, we went through some rough patches, but, um, you know, we saw a lot of good things. Uh, and if we can be consistent at what we do well, I think, you know, we're, we're going through the process right now, but what we're looking for is a, some more consistency. And I think we've got a lot of new players on the, on the court. We've got six new kids. We've probably got four on the court. And I think the matches, the benefit of those matches were just uh, learning how to play with each other. And I, th I think we really grew this weekend. Awesome. You know, let's have some fun before we get out of here. We always yeah. like to ask coaches their favorite Are you movie? saying you haven't been having fun so far? Always. <laughs> Television show or book about the sport that they coach. Obviously, oh, some sports sport that they coach. Some sports easier than others. Um, yeah, there is wow. a shortage of volleyball media. When we talk to Coach Campbell. <laughs> Top Gun is the only. See? Thank you. I didn't even have to say it. I didn't, That's we what had comes an, to mind. We had, a to, we had an argument about whether or not Top Gun was a volleyball movie. And I said, absolutely. Because oh, it is. Everyone knows that scene. Well, it was because of the most famous scene in the movie, right? If the most famous scene in the movie is something, then that's what that movie is. I, I'd also say you can't go a uh, volleyball conversation without talking about Side Out and oh Karch gosh. Karai. That's, oh gosh. It, it may be a bad movie, but it's an incredible it. volleyball. You've never seen Side I Out? I have seen it. Oh my gosh. She's been, she's oh been my a little gosh. busy. She's been a little busy. I, I will say when we brought up, uh, when JJ brought up Top Gun with Alan Knight, he was like clearly like visibly upset about how, how unrealistic the scene was and that he and oh. that he's wearing jeans in it like he could not get over the jeans. Yeah, it, we're not talking about the quality of yeah. what was played, just the scene, right? Um, all right, so a couple favorites. Do you have a do you have a favorite meal? Do you have a favorite food to go to? Um well, I don't have a favorite meal. I I I get the same meal at the same restaurants I go to. So what are you, um, oh, I, you, I go to a specific restaurant for a specific meal. What's your go-to? <laughs> Morning chilaquiles. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> That's right. good. Uh, what about place to visit? You got a oh, gosh. place to travel? I, I love traveling. My license plate says Globetrot, so I just uh, I can't say that there's one favorite place, but I got a list of places I want to go. What's the most recent trip you took? Uh, most recently, I went to Costa Rica. I went to Mall Pais, which is this pretty desolate area on the peninsula, oh, just wow. on four by fours and no and dirt roads and a lot of surfing. And uh, and then we spent some time before the fires hit um, Montana at the Glacier Park. Oh wow! Where there the week before those fires hit, and uh, that's a beautiful area too. You speak multiple languages. Uh, no, but I can understand a couple. And Matt is very fluent in some, so. Oh, okay, there you go. I was going to say, how do you travel in the world without That's speaking you. a language? Yeah, my People goodness. speak English everywhere. Um, how about favorite song? Do you have a favorite song? Favorite song? Uh, I'm a Grateful Dead fan. I'm from Colorado. All right. So that would be my favorite band. Okay. Uh, favorite sport besides volleyball? Uh, basketball. I love watching basketball. Got a favorite team? Lakers. Nice. 
So uh, over under 50 wins this year. <laughs> Way over. Still love them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, all-time favorite volleyball player. Can't say yourself or your husband. Uh, Debbie Green. So nice. Debbie was my coach here. She's an undersized 5-4 setter who's in the Hall of Fame, one of the, named one of the best setters in the world ever. And uh, she's been our mentor here for all the setters. One of our all-time favorite podcast interviews was yeah. Debbie Green. Oh. It was actually on the other <laughs> side of the Walter Pyramid that on night. On her last night. Yeah. On her very oh. last night. Yeah, that was that was emotional. Um, all right, we're going to do this this year. Have every coach kind of give a recommendation to Long Beach Nation. Let them know. Is there a movie, a TV show, a book, or something mm. that you've experienced, not right now or just any time in your life, that you think the people out there should also experience? God, the, off the top of my head, um, I love watching the 3030s. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I like learning about if it's a team or a, a player, just the struggles they've gone through. So the highs and the lows and what they've gone through. And you just realize everyone's going through struggles and obstacles and it's how you overcome them and what, you know, do you come out of them better? So I, I really enjoy those. Those ones stick out? Those ones stick out. The what, which one? Is... To, 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 you know, suggest something to someone who yeah. hasn't seen those. Which, which one was your favorite? I love the June... 12th, 19, whatever it is, 1994? 1994. 1994, where so many things in the sports world were happening, and then OJ Car Chase takes over the world. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a really good one. How did that one start? It was all, they were showing everything that was happening that day. I think there was an NFL playoff game, or no, excuse me, NBA playoff game. There was an NHL Stanley Cup game. Oh, Um, oh, all the games were going on. They were all going on, and then everyone cut to, obviously, the car chase, which is crazy. Yeah. Is there a favorite one that you have? Um, I want to say maybe the Marinovich one. Yes. I just, you know, the struggles that people go through. and As a club coach, you probably that probably hit pretty close to home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So you guys obviously have the game Tuesday night, your Wednesday exhibition, and then back to Oregon uh, before you return to take on Texas Tech on the 3rd of next month. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, taking the time, and obviously best of luck this year. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks to Coach Mackenzie Fearbringer for joining us. Andy, welcome uh, welcome back on. Excited. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's roll. Bring it. You're just fully in the flow, right? I mean, I feel like we saw you at George Allen Field for the Long Beach State-San Diego State soccer game. I assume you're going to be in the pyramid tonight, Tuesday night, for that Seattle U match. Are you just living on campus right now? You know, I've, I've got a second home here. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just, you know, sleep underneath my desk, you know, like George Costanza. So. It's perfect. We got to get somebody in here to, to make sure you got the the right types of, uh, of amenities underneath <laughs> it's that. It's all about the travel toothbrush. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, I think we said uh, two weeks ago we were going to do this, and we also talked to uh, Coach uh, Mackenzie Fearbringer about it. One recommendation. We're, we're just out here trying to make people's lives better, Andy. We want to let everybody know one thing every episode, something that might make their life better, something we've experienced that we want to let them know about. So our recommendation of the week from Andy Fee. Take it away. Well, my recommendation for the week here in the city of Long Beach, the LBC, uh, yesterday was National Dog Day. So what I'm going to do, and I know many people do this, but Rosie's Dog Beach. Take your dog out for a walk. Uh, you know, they say uh, that, that spending time with a, whether a dog or a cat or other animal reduces your stress <laughs> levels, your blood pressure. So uh, to those students who are listening and those alums uh, who, are, who are busy and, and have a lot going on in their lives right now, take time to reflect 
Spend time with your dog, my dog, our dog, Sparky Fee, a little 16-pound miniature schnauzer. I love Sparky. Sparky's the man. Sparky follows me on Instagram. He does. He does. <laughs> He's big time. He's big. But uh, but uh, Rosie's Dog Beach, make sure you get down there. It's beautiful. Check out the uh, the beautiful ocean, the palm trees. You know, it's 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 the good life. So, something you might run up the flagpole to, co- to uh, President Connolly is, you know, some colleges are experimenting with, they have like animal rescue centers on campus and so students can like during an hour break go like check out a dog because they need people to play with these animals to help kind of like rehabilitate them so maybe that's something to think about there is room maybe in front of the student union you could go check out a dog or a kitten well we do have avery who uh who campus police uh has avery the police i don't know if uh, she's like a sergeant or if she has a rank (laughs) We gotta count the number of stripes. But Avery, Avery is out and about, and she she has a uniform, uh, and she is working with our PD units uh, on. Uh, I think she she does bomb sniffing detection and and other, and she is fantastic because she is uh, a juvenile. I think she might be two years old or something like that. A, a golden lab, and uh, she is so friendly. And uh, the police officers, when they're out on patrol, will definitely allow the students to interact with Avery, but. I love your idea, and I will certainly yeah. pass that along. Why don't we just Why don't we just fill Andy's room with puppies? You could call right? it the Mike Puppy Bowl, right? Animal Rescue Center. You You would never come back to work. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Other than dogs, Mike, what's, do you have a recommendation for the week? Uh, Magic for Humans on Netflix. Love uh, it. Awesome show. Love it. We've been like chewing through that. It's so funny. Can I fam jam for a second? Yes. My wife Vanessa was the uh, was the art department director for that show. No way. Big yeah. time. It's really? Blo- it's blowing up, too. Like no doubt. Everybody on the show is really excited. They're going to be able to, hopefully, going to be able to come back for a second oh, season. I'm so, yeah. serious. I, we're, as soon as we start recording, I'm about to text V. Because we, we're seriously, <laughs> like, we watched the first three episodes already. No yeah. doubt. It's awesome. Yeah. And the, the art department, they know the secrets, man. I was going to say, they know the right? Secrets. That's, that's what I'm texting watching, her about. Watching the show with her <laughs> is even that much cooler. Um, mine is actually a different show uh, that I watched with my wife last night, Sharp Objects. HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it Season starts, finale? It starts slow, but it finishes strong, so uh, be patient. I, I dip in. Char will only watch one scary thing at a time. So we've it's been watching. It's not scary so been, no, as no, no, much no, as no, it's, no, like, no, listen. frightening. It's, okay. Trust, okay. Me, it's, All right. trust me when I say it's too scary for Char to enjoy watching. So <laughs> we're, we're watching Castle Rock right now. Maybe I can convince her to watch Pace Star yourself. Project, so. Yeah, exactly. This is good. This is good. This is going to fill up the end of the show perfectly and also help people out. Because I feel like all three things we just listed are all awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing, I think. Uh, Andy, thanks again for having us back on your show. Uh, we'll be here again in two weeks. Yep. And at that point, we'll definitely have some results and some uh, some games coming up to, sure. to to review and preview for sure. This week at the beach is gonna get chock full. So thank you again to producer Roger for putting this thing together. You can find this show at longbeachstate.com, obviously the 562.org, as well as on Twitter and Facebook and wherever you find your podcasts. If you haven't done this already, go to iTunes right now and just hit that subscribe there, and it'll just show up on your phone every two weeks when we record this thing. So thanks for everybody involved, and we'll talk to you next week, Long Beach. Take care. Thanks, as always, for joining us. You can subscribe on Roger, what can people subscribe on? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff on I'll things. T- I'll take it. I'll take it. Anything.